Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you this Garage Logic podcast best of. I'd give you the uh, record temperatures, but I'm out of the I'm out of the room today. And those record temperatures, of course, are brought to you by Aquaside, keeping your beach free of weeds. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Joe Suchere. Hello? Hello? How are you doing? Hello? No pollution alert, air alert today. No chunks of soot warning. No, the air's all right. Shoot me down to the beach at Spoon Lake for just a moment. Just to hear the kids at the beach this afternoon. Which one do you want? I want the... Oh, there they are. This is behind the ropes at the kiddie beach. Yeah. While the elders are back in town working at the radio station. <laughs> Good luck, Ted. Looking wistfully out oh. the window. Oh. You're a plunker? Wow. Probably some fat kid. <laughs> like the kid from, what is it, Sandlot? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Great Bambino. Fat kid dove in. All the water left the pool. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kelly. Yes. Hi. Uh, you guys are going about this all wrong. You know, and there are the callers I just listened to. What's wrong with the inner city is that we keep making excuses and blaming government for what parents should be doing. Uh, I, I agree with you. You know, I mean, whether it's a Democratic or Republican in office, you can't change what goes on in somebody's house. Um, I was raised in the inner city. My dad was a World War II veteran came from the war, came to Minnesota from as a sharecropper from Mississippi after World War II, raised eight of us. When we had friends that my dad didn't approve of, he just simply said, get them out of my house, and I don't want you hanging around them no more. Mm-hmm. And what he said was the law. You knew don't bring them over, and you better not be caught with them. Mm-hmm. I got five kids. Um, two are in college now, and I got three that are still in school. Um, the thing about raising kids is you have to be involved in their lives. When you turn kids loose, I remember I listened to you a while ago and you were talking about feral youth. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on. When the kids are being raised by MTV and when you see the rappers and all that kind of talk, they're going to emulate what they see. When I was a little kid, we emulated Batman. We would take sheets and socks, put holes in them, and we ran around the neighborhood. That's what we watched. Nowadays, there's get rich, kill somebody, sell dope. Everybody's um, calling women out their names. And then the black community wonders, well, 
why is all this happening? Because we're not monitoring the youth. And then John Imus gets, like, raked over the coals for stuff he's just simply repeating that he's heard from the black community. Mm-hmm. And the sad part about it is we hold him to a higher standard than we hold our own kids, mm-hmm. you know. And then when you do that, you're going to have kids that are carrying guns, shooting each other, and then everybody says it's such a tragedy and something needs to be done. The parents need to parent, you know. And you can't say that it's a racial comment because I'm a black parent. I have a wife. We've been married 20 years, and we're raising five kids. And the men in the community, if you're going to father a kid, be a father. You know, don't say across town, well, I'm involved in their life. No, you're not. You need to be in the house with your wife raising your kids. Well, no one then should be more outraged than you. Exactly. I'm so sick of this stuff. I took my six-year-old to the park yesterday, and it was um, like – 11 to 13-year-old kids. I live in the Battle Creek area. And African-American youth, and the language that they were using was so, just just every other word was a cuss word. So I asked them, I said, did your parents know you talk like this? You know, one of the kids told me, yeah, and they don't care. They tell me this how I'm supposed to talk, whether that's true or not. If it's true, it's just sad and repulsive that as adults, we talk like that in front of our kids and expect them to be productive citizens. You know, it's no parameters in the community. You got kids that are seven, eight years old that are out to nine or ten o'clock at night, and then we want to blame white society for problems. Throw trash, you know, in front of my church. It was just glass, broken glass, all in front of the church, and then we want to say, "Well, it's white society's problem." You know, it's nobody's problem but your own when you're trashing your own neighborhood. You know, until the black community wakes up and says. We're responsible for the problem. We have to fix the problem. It's not going to come from the White House. It's not going to come from the Capitol. It's not going to come from city council. It got to start block by block with the parents being parents. That's how the cycle's broken. Keep talking, Kelly, because you're saying it far better than I can. You know, well, I'm a pastor of a church also. And um, a couple Sundays ago, I gave them statistics. Minnesota has 10% minorities, um, black African-American minorities. We also have 92% um, population of the prisons. Now, either it's just vast racism going on, or we have what you call feral youth that are not being accountable for their actions. Okay, I'll give a little bit to uh, racism. Okay, give, go out on a limb. Say it's 20% racism. That's really high. But the rest of them are pretty much guilty of the crimes that they committed. Now, what Spike Moss and all the other activists seem to say is that the reason why all this is going on is because there's no jobs, there's no opportunity in the inner city. And I don't buy that for a moment. Anytime my dad, who was a sharecropper in Jim Crow, Mississippi, fought for his country for four years, can move his family up north, raise a family working out of Amherst Packet House, give us all college educations, taught us to be decent, respectable human beings. I don't want to hear that you can't find opportunity. If you have to work two jobs, which he did a lot of times to raise his family, keep us off of welfare, keep a roof over our heads, and clothes on our back, I don't want to hear any excuses. It's far easier to get ahead now than it was during Jim Crow. You agree with me? Absolutely, sir. So how in the world can you blame Oh, the white people, white society, the government, when it's more opportunity now than it's ever been in the history 
of American blacks. You can get into any college you want now. You can pretty much write your ticket for education. All you got to do is show up, go to school, and they will give you grants, give you scholarships because you are a minority. And then when you don't take advantage of what's out there for you and choose to make excuses and blame white America for your plight, I have no sympathy for you. Would you please run for something? I'm a, I'm a preacher. I don't do politics. Why? You'd be good at it. Well, it, well, it's the truth. It's what every uh, red-blooded American sees. This country, every every race that came to this country had plight. The Italians, the Irish, Polish, everybody. Everybody had plights. Now, agree, we've had it kind of rough, 400 years of slavery, about 70, 80 years of Jim Crow. Okay, all right, so we are a little bit behind. But and when you continue to make excuses, you're not catching up. You're going to lag behind when you tell your kids you can't get ahead because of white society. All you're doing is making excuses for the next generation to still be in the same boat. I tell my kids, you can be anything you want to be. I don't care what anybody says. What, what happens to you is life. Everybody has problems. You overcome, you deal with it, you conquer it, and you be a success. Every generation, this country is built that every generation should be more and more successful than the last. When that stops in the African-American community, I blame the parents and I blame the political activists who run and cater behind thugs and criminals and make excuses for their behavior. And I'm fed up with that. We need preachers, we need community activists that says, you're going to be accountable for your actions. If you want help, we can offer help. We can get you into college. But if you want to be a thug, we can also get you into a cell. And that needs to be the message. I said my piece, I'm done. Oh, beautiful, all spacious skies. That was a 2006 telephone call from Mr. Kelly Webb, who uh, is a local man here and filled in on Garage Logic for quite some time. A wonderful call. That was from 2006. That was a long time ago, and you know what? It still stands today, uh, what he says, and it's just personal responsibility. And uh, Kelly's welcome to call anytime he wants. We haven't heard from him in a long time. But uh, you're listening to the best of Garage Logic, and we'll be right back. Lots of great warm weather ahead, lots of swimming still ahead. If you own a lake home or if you have a pond or the old swimming hole on your property, call my friends at Aquaside. They'll keep your beach free of weeds. They've been maintaining Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. And Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, the water, and your family. There is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. And don't fall for that old-fashioned uh, device where you go down there and hack them away like you're cutting yourself through a jungle. <laughs> Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com shipping is free and they ship right away and the products are completely easy to use hello ray in duluth how you doing sir pretty good i'm doing about 50 50 you always say that well i'm, I'm straddling the fence 
Yeah. Either way, either way, I fall, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think so. So I gotta fight to stay on the fence. All right. I don't want to go to either way. You know. All right. I, I, I hear what the minister said. Uh, he he can say that, and I can say it, as long as we're not up there with a lot of people following us. See. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was born and raised in South Carolina. I'm a little older than he is. Uh, I was born in 1931. I, I was 14 when the war was, World War II was over. Mm-hmm. And uh, 90% of my, my relatives are still in South Carolina and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. The ones that want to work, work. The, the sorry ones don't work, they don't eat. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. got to sleep with the dogs. All right. But you see, the thing about it is, one thing I got to say about the people, the, the white people in South Carolina, if, if it wasn't for them, God dang it, during the Depression, I wouldn't be here. Because mm-hmm. the black people didn't have nothing, but uh, 90% of the white people that was helping the blacks got beat around for helping them and started with. But, but ain't too many people going to say that. Black people is harmless to themselves. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a retired military man myself. We had a little trouble when, we, when, when, when Truman... Decided to integrate the military service back in '47, but the bad boys they, they, they got rid of them. Blacks ninety don't want to follow the law; they want to buck the system. My wife was a school teacher when I went to Europe in 1958, and that's the year the kids stopped saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, to the teachers. Mm-hmm. The people said we're gonna do something for the. To help the students, and they've been they've been screwing the students ever since. Mm-hmm. No respect. But the thing about it is, the number one thing that's that's holding the black people down in this country is that bloody NAACP. Amen, brother. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why they're doing it. All right. Now we got the Urban League. You know the Urban League, right? Yes, sir. That's a federal uh, a program for blacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back when they organized. In, in the turn in 1900, by 1905, whatever it was, or 1907, along when NAACP was organized, they wanted to get a federal program to honor uh, Booker T. Washington and George Washington Carver. And them radical blacks didn't want that. They, they, they wanted them to make the decision and, and let the federal government listen to them. And they've been pounding against the, the good blacks in this country from ever since. And 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 uh, the thing about it is, we as uh, black people, Americans, we hate to see each other do good. Well, that's ridiculous. And 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 that that deal down there, that 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 fourteen year old girl has got no business going to no party where a seventeen year old at. All right. And the thing about it is, why don't they come up with the the boys and girls club where they can have the. Uh, Parties at, at different places. But you know why they don't do that? Why? Because they don't want to follow the law. All right. And, and, and all them, them kids is 16 and 17 years old can, 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 can push drugs and they won't go to jail. And, they, and they're doing it for their parents. They, 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 they're doing the same thing the paper boy is doing. The paper boy, the little guy is the paper boy. He, he, he jumps out of the car and put the, put the, the paper on the steps. He got more energy. The, the, the way the way it is on the East Coast, the little kids can push, can sell the goddamn stuff and get caught because their parents send them to do this stuff, you know, delivery, you know what I mean? Right, right. And, and, and these, we just got a bunch of sorry people. The preacher is right, but you see, the thing about it is, if, 
if a thousand people start following him, then all of a sudden he's going to get all beat up and everything. They don't want to hear the good stuff. They want the bad stuff so they can live off of it. All right, Ray, thank you. Have a good day, sir. All right, thank you. Another quality call from a Garage Logic listener. That was Ray from Duluth in 2006 when we were talking about uh, personal responsibility, race relations, etc. in Garage Logic. You're listening to a Best of GL. We're going to return right after this. Out at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, Spencer is uh, doing slider patties now. Including bacon and cheddar, cheese curd, regular, and a brat patty. A brat patty. I know, makes you hungry. Makes you hungry. Have you tried one yet? This is the Garage Logic meat capital of the world, right there at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Your grilling brackets are underway with those 130 different brat flavors. There are also beef brats, chicken brats, jerky, beef tri tip roasts, oh. homemade pastrami. Hickory the... smoked salmon. Yep. Don't forget about the fish. They got great seafood. It's become a GL clubhouse. Uh, GLers are meeting each other at Grunhofer's. It's easy to find right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it because I think they got GL on that big signboard yes, up front. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah, you cannot miss the big Still red Still advertising signboard. the rookie version? It better be. All right. It's a fantastic. Take, uh, take advantage of the fact that we have the best meat market in all of the world right here in our own area. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61. Just immediately at the north end Have of Hugo or Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market dot com. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Academy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in January, February, or March and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389. And we now return back to the Garage Logic Best Of. We are going to go all the way back, all the way back, September of 06, talking about, Joe had a difficult one here, festivals and diversity. Festivals and diversity. You're listening to a best of Garage Logic. The closer, the closer you get to the country's... To- I'm going to spring a new one. I'm going into the link now. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you will discover that traditional old-line festivals have fallen on hard times. Okay. All right. All right, I can follow that. As a result of diversity. Hmm. I will explain. As a result of diversity. Well, partly as a result of diversity. And that... Hand-in-hand with that observation, you will note that traditional old-line festivals 
in urban America, in order to sustain themselves, uh, reach out more and more to diverse communities with no obvious evidence of that being a successful thing to do. And it may be that traditional old line festivals in urban America tend to attract to their leadership ranks the kinds of people uh, invested in the belief that diversity has value rather than diversity merely being a fact. Okay. Now, the St. Paul Winter Carnival, for example, mm -hmm. has just announced, uh, by Winter Carnival standards, earth-shaking changes. Earth-shaking changes. Mm -hmm. uh, the carnival uh, needs to... Uh, uh, to turn a profit, and it has not. And in order to do so, uh, many traditional events are going to be scaled back. The coronation of the king and queen will be a much smaller affair. There will be one combined day-night parade instead of two distinct parades. Uh, the events will attend to be uh, will uh, uh, apparently be concentrated on Harriet Island rather than spread out through downtown. And hand-in-hand uh, in hand with this is the, uh, is the typical uh, gobbledygook about how uh, uh, more and more diverse communities need to uh, partake and enjoy and become involved in the carnival. Well, what if it's this simple? If... If you have diverse communities, I can't keep foghorning myself, we'll never get anywhere. Right. If you have uh, uh, people of, diver if you have diverse communities, essentially uh, more heavily populating urban America now than at any time in history, and you have these diverse communities uh, 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 having been accommodated by the types of politicians who tell them to pursue their own identities, uh, it is less and less likely that, uh, say, a group of uh, uh, monks in, in St. Paul would have, would have any uh, earthly reason to be interested in the St. Paul Winter Carnival. It is not part of their culture. Uh, it, it, it's extremely uh, unlikely that the Winter Carnival would be uh, part of any Hispanic culture. It's extremely unlikely that the Winter Carnival would be the uh, would be a cult would be culturally significant uh, to uh, an Asian uh, community. It would be extremely unlikely that the Winter Carnival would be uh, culturally significant to a Somali community. And for purposes of my theory, and that's all this is is a theory. The Somali community and the Hmong community and the Asian community and the Hispanic community. I'm going to discount the black community. I don't think blacks should get away with it, with any more saying they have their own culture. As far as I'm concerned, black woman and black man of America, you're with me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I'm not buying that, that there's a different black America. Okay? <laughs> but I'm saying for – and I'm, I'm speaking about essentially for fairly newly arrived citizens, residents – you, the Somali community pretty much has its own spokespeople, 
right? Mm-hmm. And and pretty much uh, is uh, is obsequiously uh, kowtowed to by politicians who who uh, are quick to put uh, Somali languages in the schools and quick to recognize Somali leaders and and quick to uh, to say yes you you must have your own community and 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 the same thing with the Hmong it was a Hmong community very important that the the Hmong community ha- have has its own uh, leadership and its own customs and its own festival in the case of the uh, of the Hmong community mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, then you take the uh, the Asian community. I would think you'd find uh, a similar uh, uh, things have taken place where it's important to recognize that the Asian community has its own uh, cultural uh, traits and its own uh, cultural uh, traditions. And then so then so then then you have people who run the Winter Carnival, and then they're puzzled as to why uh, the Winter Carnival uh, has been slipping on the scale of interest over the years. I would say the same is true of the Aquitennial, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you, get, you get these major and historically significant urban festivals that now are shallow shells of their former selves. They're shallow shells of their former selves. And, and yet, uh, one of the things that they keep attempting to do in order to save themselves is... is, is this embracing of diversity. Well, this is no reflection on diversity, but I, I personally would not expect that if on the one hand you you have essentially instructed, let's just take the Somali community. If on the one hand you're saying to the Somali community, we certainly understand uh, that uh, you uh, find it uh, important to have your own customs and traditions and your own spokespeople and in many cases your own interpretation of the laws and, and on and on and on and on. Why in the hell would any Somali uh, resident be interested in the Winter Carnival? What... That has nothing to do with Somali uh, culture. It has it. It's with a bunch of old, rich white guys, because mm-hmm. uh, that's all they're happen to. You know, that's that's who James J. Hill hung out with, uh, and I don't find that a criticism. That was fine with me. But James J. Hill and his buddies, in order to alert their own friends back in the East Coast that you know what we live out here in the winter, ha 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 ha, and okay. everything, and, and it's fine. We're not. We're not freezing to death. And to show you, we're going to start this winter carnival. And they do. They, and, oh, man, they build ice castles and they... Very primitive Vulcan crew. Oh, sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they they create a legend uh, with the king of, uh, you know, the Boreas who hails winter in his, his uh, queen of the snows who whispers sweet nothings in his ears. And they they celebrate the joys and wonders of winter. And then you've got the... The rascals who, who have chased them down over the years in an attempt to bring about spring, and all of this was a hoot. All of this was just a lark. All of this was a a joke brought about by the predominant population at the time, which were uh, people who thought this was kind of interesting. Well, now it's the year two thousand six, and uh, urban America is uh, an incredible palette of different groups all of whom have have not necessarily uh, been urged to to forego their their old cultures and embrace America 
Does that make any sense? It's making sense. Okay. So now, so now you, 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 you attempt to incorporate them into the Winter Carnival. Well, it stands to reason then that the Winter Carnival cannot possibly be the Winter Carnival. It, it can't be the Winter Carnival if, if in an attempt to save it, you are going to, uh, you are going to draft into your movement a bunch of people who have who have been uh, have received no encouragement whatsoever to become Minnesotans. I'm going with the Somali Vulcan crew. Yeah, <laughs> the sword work could get a little <laughs> dicey. <laughs> or the, the same with the Aquitennial. Yeah. Okay. Here's what alerted me to this, and this is where the link comes to the strip club. Okay. There's a great piece in the. Uh, in the Pioneer Press today, that the demise of the pain reliever, mm -hmm. which was a strip club on Payne Avenue in St. Paul, the demise of the pain reliever has, has resulted in the Payne Arcade Harvest Festival fall, falling on hard times because the people who played pull tabs at the pain reliever, the pull tab money went to the pain uh, arcade Harvest Festival to help run the Payne Arcade Harvest Festival, right. which is the oldest festival of its kind in the Twin Cities. I think it's an 86th year. Longtime residents are now finding themselves in the bizarre dilemma of giving thanks for the 99 closure of the notorious Payne Reliever Strip Club, but missing the steady revenue it produced for the neighborhood. Pull tabs purchased at the bar generated sizable charitable gambling proceeds that were directed to the Payne Avenue Business Association, which produces the festival and promotes the avenue's merchants, said Kristen Dawkins, president of the nonprofit association. It was a really popular bar. People had money, and they were eager to spend it, Dawkins said. I don't think anybody realized how big of an impact that was going to have. The irony, uh, well, see, I don't recall. Why did we drive the pain reliever out of business? Because it was a strip club? I think it was just a strip club. Uh, despite the unusual circumstances, changes to the Harvest Festival, here you go now, represent a larger trend sweeping community celebrations throughout the city. Local festivals, both large and small, have been struggling to generate crowds and cash in recent years. This is the inverse, by the way. I'm, I'm going to make it a four-link. You're going quad? Well, this is an inverse to what's happening when you get out of the city. When you get to Stillwater and you have Lumberjack days, yeah. too much success is feared. You get closer to urban America, failure is taking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, local festivals, both large and small, have been struggling to generate crowds and cash. From a slimmed-down Rondo days to a revamped St. Paul Winter Carnival, planners of such events say they're competing for a dwindling pool of sponsorships and volunteers. Others have quietly faded away. In the 1980s, many community celebrations enjoyed municipal funding, but city budget crunches eventually abolished that kind of financial support, said Jane McClure, local historian and reporter for The Villager. I think that's the Highland Villager. The East Side's Minor Days, the West End Parade, and the West Side's High Bridge Festival joined several other celebrations that began to disappear in the mid-1990s, according to 
uh, McClure, who helped coordinate some of these festivals. Mm-hmm. The East Sides, are, uh, we, you lose key people, McClure said. People move off. They might die. It might be pure burnout. We had some terrific Rice Street volunteers who we tried to bring back in the fold, and they were they said, no, it's thankless. People tend to complain. And then, now here, see, this is buried in the story because the reporter, the reporter doesn't know what the real story is. All right. And then there's a waning sense of neighborhood identity. Well, here's, your, here's where the diversity needs to be weighed in. Not that there's anything wrong with diversity, because diversity is a fact. But here's where it's interesting. In the Payne Phelan neighborhood, home of the Harvest Festival, where the white population dropped from 82% to 49% between 1990 and 2000. You got that? 82 to in, in, in other words, in 1990, with a uh, white population of 82%, there was nothing wrong with the Payne Harvest Festival. It flourished. Mm-hmm. By the year 2000, when the white population had declined to 49%, the festival started to show problems. Not because, not because of black people or yellow people or red people or blue people. That's not what I'm speaking about. Because... I would submit as a theory that we have witnessed a movement that has encouraged diverse communities to to practice only their own community identity and not become part of the larger community. Now, now the story the story the story doesn't say that because newspapers as news gathering institutions are heavily invested in the promotion of diversity and are heavily invested in the retaining of, of, uh, of diverse communities retaining their own cultural identities, where I personally would be a fan of saying, hello, Mr. Abdul Wanawana, mm-hmm. you're going to be in the Winter Carnival this year? But see, I'm old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Steve Katanen, who loves to watch the parade from his store window at Furniture, Minnesota, on Payne Avenue, says he's confident the festival will find a way to capture the growing number of minority immigrants and other non-native Eastsiders. Well, Steve, I don't think you're willing to face the truth. The, The festival will not capture the growing number of minority immigrants so long as, so long as, the growing number of minority immigrants are not encouraged to become participating members in the larger Payne Arcade community. So long as they're encouraged to retain only their immigrant identity, what motivation does a newly arrived uh, Somali citizen, for example, have to to parade down Payne Avenue? It, It won't even enter... It won't even enter the, the, the new arrival's uh, consciousness. Where can I get my hands on a festival? One of the first things they want to do. The people who attend the parades are people who uh, whose parents brought them as kids, Katanen said. The people who've moved here, they have no idea what it was in the past, so they have no affinity with Payne Avenue or a desire to, to participate. It's a tradition that's no longer here. But I say the people quoted in this story are missing the larger point. They're missing the insidious nature of the diversity movement as it has been practiced by politicians. And the, the diversity movement preaches cells admonishes us on the idea that diversity in and of itself has an inherent value 
Well, well, no, it doesn't. It's a fact. And so long as you encourage uh, diverse communities to not assimilate, then it stands to reason that these old line festivals, which were just full of white people, are not going to make it. We'll be right back. Right now at Rapid Marine, four locations, Ham Lake, Rogers, Shakopee, and St. Cloud, you can get a new Lund 1775 Impact Sport with a Mercury 150-horse four-stroke and a trailer for under 270 bucks a month. This is a fishing boat that features dual live wells, rod storage, Bluetooth stereo, travel cover, Lawrence fish finder, onboard charger, and a 24-volt Minkota trolling motor. You can also get a new Crestliner. You've been in a Crestliner, whether you know it or not, because your grandfather probably had one. A new Crestliner 1650 Fishhawk with a Mercury 60 four-stroke and trailer for under $225 a month. Mention Garage Logic, you'll get 200 50 bucks off Woo! and ask about military rebates for active and retired service members. Uh, and uh, and then, again, don't forget to mention GL to get an additional 25, uh, 250 bucks off this great deal. The 2020 models are coming in and Rapid Marine is going to give you wonderful, wonderful deals right now on all of the 2019 inventory still in stock. And remember, they're the largest Glastron boat dealer in Minnesota. I think Glastrons make some of the most handsome speedboats available and also uh, uh, a great Lund crossover. It's a perfect recreational boat for the entire family. Fishing, tubing, cruising, and lounging, something for everyone. And there's still summer left. Get out on the water with the gang at Rapid Marine, Ham Lake, Rogers, Shakopee, and St. Cloud. All right, GLers, uh, this is a best of Garage Logic, and we are very happy that you have decided to tune in to the Garage Logic podcast. Uh, next week at the Minnesota State Fair, join us at the Minnesota State Fair for a special taping of the Garage Logic podcast. We're going to be at the KSDP stage, the TV stage, right next to our old uh, 1500 booth. This was presented by the Center of the American Experiment, Minnesota's think tank. Go to AmericanExperiment.org and learn how solar energy is actually harming the environment. Yes, that's right. Harming the Environment. That is center of the American Experiment.org. By the way, this weekend when you're heading out, don't forget about Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. If you are a late bloomer and you haven't taken care of that garden or you need maybe some grass seed, whatever the case may be, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores can certainly set you up with a beautiful lawn and a beautiful garden. Let's get back to the best of well, garage me, logic. Finish this. Organizers of the uh, pain. Arcade Harvest Festival, it's the 86th annual, mm -hmm. uh, decided several months ago to scrap the classic car and motorcycle shows. They dropped the sidewalk sale and the taste of the East Side food buffet. Only the parade stayed intact. They hope to resurrect uh, other activities next year, but they'll have to first recover from the loss in charitable gambling revenue from the pain reliever and other area bars. You can factor in the smoking ban here, by the way. Nice catch. In the 1990s, the Business Association enjoyed healthy pull tab revenue, the bulk of which was connected from the which was collected from the pain relievers pull tab operations before it was distributed to other nonprofits, including one that helped to produce the festival. That cash stream is one tenth of what it used to be. Uh, let's see. That's about it. The Pain Arcade Harvest Festival Parade will start at 7 p.m. next Thursday at Payne and Rose Avenues. It will conclude at Payne and Wells Street. 
I, I, I just think it's a, I think it's an interesting – it's not interesting. To me, this is fascinating because I think the real reason is being missed. Uh, the, the real reason is I just don't think there's been any uh, concerted effort to uh, – you know, I think the politicians talk a big game about uh, welcome to America. Uh, but then when it comes time to, uh, to say, uh, well, you're in America now, you're an American, then they, they collapse like cheap tents. Mm-hmm. And you end up with schools that teach only uh, that community's language. You end up with you just you just end up with no one bothering to insist that. Uh, come on, you're in Minnesota now. I'm not saying you have to say, "Come on, you're in Minnesota now. You must attend the Payne Avenue Harvest Festival." I'm not saying that. Well, what I'm over. what I'm suggesting is don't don't express surprise to me that these festivals no longer work. When 50% of the population are people of diverse backgrounds and people of color who have never been, who have no reason whatsoever to participate in these events. None. Jim? Hi, Joe. Hi. Yeah, I was just thinking that I'm not sure if it is diversity causing all the trouble. I'm, I'm not saying diversity is causing the trouble. You missed my point. Okay. I'm saying that. Diverse communities have been seemingly encouraged to remain only intact in their own cultural identity and not been encouraged to take part in the larger assimilation of America. Okay. I would agree with you, except that the Minnesota State Fair is bigger than ever. It's a great point. The attendance is greater than ever. And I I think what it is is that the... Aquitaine and the, the St. Paul Winter Carnival haven't learned how to change. Remember when we were kids, there were Tom Thumbs and 7-Elevens and Red Owl stores and country club stores, and they aren't around anymore because they didn't, they weren't able to change with the times. Okay. And now we have the Cub Foods, the Rainbows, the Kowalskis, and I think maybe it's just they haven't learned how to change with the times. All right. I'm a, I, I think you raise a great point about the fair, and I wish to comment on it further. Okay. Thank you. That was the only thing I wanted to say. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Joe. Garage Logic will be back in a moment. Right now, EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61 is having a back-to-school sale on scooters. If you're worried about gas mileage, this is your ticket. University students, high school students, these are scooters produced by Lance and Sim in California. They've been making great scooters since 1968, and Lance and Sim is throwing an additional $100 off the price in addition to what EcoFun has already got these scooters priced. Race Star 49cc, well, the sale price was $12.99. Now make it $11.99. The Cabo 50, the sale price was $18.99. Make it $17.99. Havana Classic 50, 19.99. Make it 18.99, and the Soho 50, the same goes. It was 19.99, now 18.99. There are uh, multi colors available. The warranties available. You want 120 miles a gallon? Then get a scooter. <laughs> yes. You can beat the man for about a buck fifty a week. 
It's just fantastic. The legal age requirement for 49cc scooters is 15, so yeah. uh, you can uh, you can get in there if your parents approve. And again, 120 miles per gallon, so those kids aren't going to be begging you for three bucks to fill up the tank. The engines have 1.9 horsepower. That's better than a Prius, and it'll last up to 60,000 miles. Nice. Honest to God, this is all happening at EcoFun Motorsports. Also, a full line of Yamaha motorcycles, youth ATVs, everything you want. Oh. And the great electric bikes by Bentelli, the yeah. electric assist bike. How's yours doing? When's the last time you Mine's in it? Chicago now. It got taken from me because it was so popular during a recent visit. Uh, this is EcoFun Motorsports, downtown Forest Lake, uh, and also at EcoFunMotorsports.com. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. John? Joe? Yes? New Ulm for years. I don't even know how long. It'd be interesting to, if someone was listening from New Ulm to, to call and, um, and 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 shed some light on this. But for years they had the Heritage Fest, and it was a great time. Mid July, bunch of tents, the oompa pa bands, and beer drinking, and, and and all of that. And then about I think it was two years ago or only a year ago, they, it was over. They closed it down. I couldn't believe it, but now it came back as the Bavarian Blast. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going on here, kind of in keeping with what you're talking about, it's just a repackaging. And I, I think some of these festivals, maybe they never had to do it because, of, you know, heritage. I mean, you're not going to get any uh, – how can you get any more succinct than that? But now they've got to kind of spread it out to a whole new – to a draw a whole new uh, uh, younger and more diverse crowd. But it would surprise me that that would be true in New Orleans. Well, me too. I was I was shocked. To I mean, see. does New Ulm have a diverse population of uh, people of color, for example? Well, I think they're they're talking about they're bringing them in from the cities. Uh, you know, that's I think that's where their uh, that's where their big audience uh, is drawn from. And I think and they're, they're, I mean, again, it would be nice to hear from from New Ulm. But I'm thinking they're thinking we got we got to appeal to this younger crowd. We're not getting them with this heritage fest. They they they, they think it's a bunch of old farts mm-hmm. uh, and polkas and stuff. When in fact it's it's a it's a, we want we want to you know have something a little more lively. Well, I would go with the polkas. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 on your side. There. All right, thank you. You bet. Uh, the guy that mentioned the fair, uh, I'm going to put words in his mouth. He said, "Well, you're you're talking about these festivals that aren't working. Why is the fair working?" He seemed to be saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he was implying that maybe the fair has figured something out that the cities haven't figured out. I would I would uh, dispute that. I think the fair, and I think I'm really, I think this is an odd thought. Uh, I think the fair works because the fair, let's see, how do I say this? I think the fair uh, continues to attract as many people as it does because the fair doesn't attempt to mean anything. The fair has become have fun. the fair has just become a large benign eating event, mm-hmm. and maybe large benign eating events still work. It doesn't. Re- if I think I think if the fair and I don't know if the people who run the fair have done this consciously or unconsciously, but I I think the fair has has pared away, has whittled away its its tradition and and has uh, presented itself uh, more benignly than ever before. You know, there's no 
There's no crummy midway. There's no machinery hill. There's no motorcycles in a barrel. There's no Hitler's bullet-riddled car on display. There's no more penny arcade. There's there the the uh, a lot of what gave the fair some of its historic. There's no more car racing. A lot of what gave the fair its historical flavor is is just simply been excised. It, there is no. There is no essential heritage or tradition other than the physical location that seems to have been maintained. Now, so, well, here's another way of looking at it. Any festival that, it, that attempts to sustain an ancient legend or peculiarly Minnesota tradition probably is fated to be in trouble. You know, the Aquitennial was a bunch of rich white guys in, in blue blazers with yachting caps, ripping off the St. Paul Winter Carnival, only turning it into a summer event and celebrating the city of lakes and, and the whole mm-hmm. thing. Well, and, 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 and the carnival, as I said, was this legend of the winter and the, and the, uh, and the coming of spring and, and what have you. And if you're trying to sustain those legends... It isn't going to work. I'm a realist. It's it's probably time that the that the St. Paul Winter Carnival just pack it in. It's it's. I, I hate to say that. I'm a big fan of it, uh, but it there's nothing there. It is. It's been scaled back. Yeah. There's it, there's really there's really nothing there, and it's been slowly in decline as as the Aquitennial and has the Payne Avenue Harvest Day. What else works? Grand Avenue Days works. Grand Old Day. What is it? It's nothing. It's just a, lo- a benign eating event. It represents nothing. So it works. Oh, we have stumbled onto a, uh, a theorem oh, here. Let's start a festival. What should we do? Nothing. You don't have to do anything. Nothing. <laughs> now, wait a minute. We're accidentally stumbling onto something troubling here. What works will be nothing. (laughs) What doesn't work will be those that attempt to claim distinct hunks of distinctly American, or in this case, Minnesota heritage. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. I think he just solved everything. Well, that's the best of Garage Logic. We'll have another best of Garage Logic in the next uh, podcast tomorrow. And hopefully, you're listening and enjoying. We really appreciate it. Check out GarageLogic.com for everything Garage Logic, including the latest cartoon from Greg Holcomb. Also, what is on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner. And if you want to catch up on some of the old podcasts, maybe you're new to the podcast, you can certainly check out our library of just about everything. I also invite you to listen to my personal podcast, Table Talk with Rookie's Family. That's exactly what the name is, Table Talk with Rookie's Family. If you want to get a little insight as to uh, what Rookie's Family talks about, gets upset about, and uh, thinks is funny or happy, I'd love for you to have a listen. Don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. Garage Logic, this is the podcast. We'll catch you next time.